Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, Constitution Day is Sunday, September 17th. What I'd like you to do, what's really important, especially if you have children or grandchildren, just send, sit down and read the Constitution, right? It's, it'll probably take you about 30 minutes to read through all of it. It gets, it gets complicated, um, there, but it has to do with the separation of powers, right? And uh, Yoram Hazoni does a really good job in his book, uh, Conservatism, a Rediscovery, about the, the kind of conservative nature of the Constitution versus the Jeffersonian Declaration of Independence. They were, they were kind of written in two different worldviews. And, and he argues that the reason we got the Constitution we did is because Jefferson was in France and not a part of the Constitutional Convention um, because he, he has a different worldview with regards to separation of powers and, and the importance of a strong executive which uh, came through in the Constitution, Federalist Papers, Madison, Washington, Hamilton, all those guys. So there's the the world we experience right now, the government that we experience right now has come about as a result of consequences, consequences of who wrote the Constitution and Supreme Court cases that we now deal with, uh, Chevron deference being one of them. Uh, Our guest today is Sean Nation, who's Deputy Deputy General Counsel for Mountain States Legal Foundation. Sean, you were talking about this case that would challenge the fact that the federal government's agencies can essentially just make up their own rules. Uh, and this has created a lot of problems. I mean, a lot of them. Yeah, it, it has. Um, the case itself, um, the facts of the case are kind of interesting. It involves fisheries, right? And... Um, There is a federal agency, uh, whose name is escaping me right now, that dictates how many fish you can catch and dictates that if you're you're out there commercial fishing, you have to pay for a monitor to make sure you're catching the right amount of fish, right? It's one of those things like (laughs) who would have thought that this thing existed, right? but, but it does. And the way they got there is they made up their own rule that says, well, we can make you pay for this monitor to be on your boat while you're commercially fishing. So, so like the, the legislature would say, House of Representatives Senate would pass a law saying you can't fish 2 million fish out of the Atlantic Ocean. It's going to decimate the Atlantic Ocean. So they, they do a general rule like that. And lo and behold, this federal agency comes along and is like, well, the way we achieve this is through a monitor, and you have to buy that monitor. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And because of this case, Chevron, that you that you referenced, um, the courts have granted deference to the agencies to define, uh, define a rule when things are ambiguous. Well, that's kind of n- pulled out of nowhere. Um, you know, I, I, I'd say it came out of the, the cow's end, if you would. Um, <laughs> we get that on our on the Frontier Freedom Hour. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense to us. So um, what, we, what we are arguing and what – well, the plaintiffs uh, – the main plaintiffs are arguing that should go away entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the court's going to go that far. So we have suggested to the court, uh, we filed what's called an amicus brief, which is like a friend of the court, right? right? You, you point out there could be a, a third way. You know, you've got the plaintiffs and you've got the defendants and you've got other people who are like, hey, maybe there's a compromise. 
And what we have argued is that it, it should just be a tool like anything else, like any other uh, way that you're interpreting legislation. It, it, you shouldn't defer. You know, yeah, maybe the agency has some expertise. Maybe it's useful to consider what they have to say. But that should just be like the last thing in the bucket of tools for legislative interpretation. So, you know, the legislature has said there's a limit on how many fish you can take out of the Atlantic. There's a limit. And, and those limits are probably good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. well, but the key is they've been debated. Yeah. They've been debated by representatives of people. Exactly. This is where – so Neil Gorsuch wrote a book, A Republic, If You Can Keep It, and he really doesn't like Chevron deference. He does not. I mean he, he like devoted like a good section of that book. And I'm not a lawyer, but I could generally understand he didn't like that. But the point being, if you're going to pass a law, at least allow representatives to debate it because – they're responsible to constituents. This is where I got really angry on COVID tri-county health yep. baloney. Yep. Right? You had people that there's no consequence for them. If if you pass something that seriously jeopardizes my job, my living for my family, I have recourse. I can make sure that next election, you're not back in there. Yep. But when you have these agencies that have no accountability, they just keep on marching doing whatever they think is in their own best interest. That's exactly right. And it, it you know, you can call it the deep state if you want. Um, you can call it, uh, really, it's become a fourth branch of government. Right. Um, that is not within the Constitution. It makes some sense, of course, to have these administrative agencies. You've got to have, you know, some way of, of executing what Congress has said. But what it's really done is allowed Congress to not do much, right? <laughs> they can, they can create paychecks. Exactly. <laughs> and, and just sit there and stagnate and they can, they can pass kind of broad legislation and then say, okay, you guys go make up the rules to figure out exactly how you're going to implement it. Right. And exactly what it means. And, and that to me is not within either the text or the spirit of the constitution. Right. You, you know, you've got this idea of a representative legislature, a Congress, you know, the house of representatives in the Senate that should be making up rules and not just delegating authority to somebody that the president appoints. Because yeah. what ends up happening is you get this whiplash depending on who is in power. You know, take to take a hot button issue, um, let's say you're dealing with uh, kids who are identifying as trans, right? And they're in mm-hmm. high school. Well, during the Trump administration, you had one rule. And then when Biden came in, you had right. a completely different rule. And I don't know what the right answer Ping-ponged is. Ping-ponged back and forth on yeah. this, right? And, and look, I, I won't claim to, to know the right answer, but— I will, but go ahead. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But, um, you know, that kind of back and forth uh, just isn't, uh, isn't good for anybody. Yeah. It's not good for the kids. It's not good for the parents who are trying to navigate a, you know, a sensitive issue. Right. And it's not good for the teachers who are also trying to figure out what to do and how right. to, to treat these these confused kids. Um, so, you know, when you have that kind of authority by an unelected uh, uh, unelected agency mm-hmm. who has essentially 
they can't get in trouble for anything, right? Like, what's what's worse? The worst thing that can happen to them, they get called to the carpet in front of Congress and get embarrassed for 20 minutes on C-SPAN, watched by, you know, 20 people three people right. uh, there's there's no real consequence for these people yeah. um for instance one of the cases i'm working on right now uh it's called brigida versus the faa uh, during the obama administration um they the way we used to to hire air traffic controllers for the faa was based solely on merit and during the obama administration they decided that that wasn't producing a diverse enough uh, group of air traffic controllers. So they instead um, tried to re- rebalance things uh, by using a biographical questionnaire. I'm using that in air quotes for, for the radio. And the result is that they flushed out over about a thousand well-qualified air traffic controllers, air traffic wow. controller candidates. Because of their race. Because of their race. And, uh, you know, they got called to the carpet in front of Congress and, and Congress passed a law banning them using that, that assessment that they were using. But they didn't rehire those thousand individuals who, hmm. who had gone through a college training program to become air traffic controllers. Right. A lot of time, years of work. Years of this work. This is their career path. This isn't like I decided one day to go volunteer at a local event. This is I'm I'm laying out a pathway for my career so I'm going to provide for my family and they're denied specifically because of their race. Yes, exactly. And that's an ongoing uh, lawsuit which it's actually a class action that we have Good. filed on Good. Um, to represent those a little less than a thousand uh, people who were denied an opportunity to become an air traffic controller because their skin was the wrong color. And look, I don't I don't care what color somebody's skin is, but we're not making decisions based on that. Right. 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 Like our our Supreme Court just reaffirmed that in right. the students for fair admission cases. Right. It's uh, the content of character that matters. Exactly, right? exactly. And yeah. you know, when the government does something wrong, um, you know, we at Mountain States want to to do our best to correct that. Yeah. So um you know, New Mexico, right? The governor just passed. <laughs> the, the governor just issued an emergency order banning guns. Um, well, we didn't file in that case. We were getting ready to, but other, other groups. Yeah, everybody and their mother filed. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Got, they got there before us. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they issued a restraining order yesterday. Yeah. The court issued a restraining order yesterday stopping it. You know, we were we were poised to do that. We just didn't. You know, uh, another group got there before us, and thank God. And we would have supported them. Yeah. Um, we will support them most likely because there's going to be future briefing, um, you know, future legal proceedings. This yep. is not. This is step one. It's not the end. By the way, this case that uh, Sean's talking about, and they tried to do this in Colorado, and Jared Polis wasn't dumb enough to fall for this. So there was a group of protesters that went down. This was in June, right around the Western Conservative Summit, and they were thinking. You know, let's see if we can get Jared Polis to issue a uh, public health emergency to ban all guns. And Jared Polis is like, no, there's a constitution. By the way, it's Constitution Week this Sunday. Constitution Day. Read it with your children. We're going to continue this conversation with Sean Nation, Deputy General Counsel of Mountain States Legal Foundation. who will be speaking at CCU this Monday for our Constitution Day celebration. So stick around. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back.